Welcome to Star Wars in 10. Now hit the intro. <laughs> What's happening, Far Far Away family? How's everybody doing on this wonderful Thursday? I hope everything is going great on your side of the galaxy. Nothing all that new out here on the Outer Rim. But we're going to get right to the story because I'm not feeling too good today. I had to go through like four hours of MRIs and it was just, it, it was terrible. That's all I got to say. So we're going to get right into the story. So let's do it. There are some who believe your father-in-law was behind the attack. That makes no sense. Sarah objected. The king wants to improve our relationship with your revered order. That was why he agreed to let Med come to our world in the first place. There are some who believe the king used Med to help find his enemies. They claim that was his plan all along. Med's death was a tragic coincidence, not a part of some devious plot to exploit the Jedi, the princess insisted. He was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. As for the king, he had no knowledge of the assassination whatsoever. I give you my word. Unfortunately, your word will not be proof enough to allay the fears of those in my order. Then let them use logic, Sarah argued. My father-in-law is not a fool. If he wanted to use the Jedi to seek revenge, he would have been smart enough to cover his tracks. He would have waited until after Med had left before ordering the attack. Sometimes when we are blinded by grief, we aren't able to look past our immediate desires. Is that what you really believe, Master Oba? Or are you just looking for someone to blame for the death of your former Padawan? The Ithorian sighed. I admit my own judgment in this may be clouded by my personal feelings. That is why I must trust in the Force and allow it to guide my thoughts and actions. There is no emotion, there is peace. The princess remarked. You have studied our code. Only informally. I should have suspected as much. I can feel the Force is strong in you. Lucia's eyes popped open in surprise. Though Sarah took his observation completely in stride. I fear I'm too old to be recruited into your order, Master Oba. She said with a faint smile. Even so, the words of our mantra can serve you well. You must be ever wary of the temptations of the dark side. Like the talismans Med was sent to find? Sarah countered. That's what this is really about, isn't it? The Ithorian nodded gravely. As much as I grieve over his death, I must put those feelings aside and focus on the purpose of his original mission. Lucia was impressed. So far the encounter had gone almost exactly as Sarah had predicted. During their preparations for the meeting, the princess had told her the Jedi cared most about ideology and the battle of light and dark than about living people. She had planned to exploit that knowledge to turn the conversation away from discussions of who had hired the assassin, with a little help from Lucia. The Jedi loved to feel superior. Sarah had explained during the shuttle ride, they consider it their duty to educate and inform the ignorant masses. If you ask one of them a question, 
They can't help but answer it. We can use this to our advantage during our meeting. Forgive my interruption, Master Oba, Lucia said, recognizing the opportunity he'd given her. But are these talismans really that important? I believe they are. But how can you be so sure? I am a member of the Council of First Knowledge. Launching into a lesson just as Sarah had said he would. We are keepers of the wisdom of the Jedi. We maintain the great library. We oversee the teachings of the younglings. And we seek out the ancient histories and holocrons that will bring us greater knowledge of the light side of the Force. But we are more than just caretakers. We are also guardians. Not all knowledge is pure. Some is touched by evil. There are secrets that must remain hidden. Forbidden teachings that should remain forever buried. There is a dark side to the Force. Unchecked, it brings death and destruction. Lucia nodded, as if absorbing every word, but inside, she felt nothing but scorn. The arrogance of the Jedi knew no bounds. As a soldier serving in Khan's Brotherhood of Darkness, she had developed a rather different view of the dark side. The Sith taught that emotion, fear, anger, and even hate should be embraced. She had learned to draw strength from the so-called evil of the dark side, and it had helped her survive through war and years of suffering. The Jedi would never understand this. They lived in isolation, meditating in great towers at the center of the galaxy. They had no idea what it was like for the outcasts, the disenfranchised, and the forgotten people forced to live on the fringes of society. The Council of First Knowledge is sworn to keep this terrible power from being unleashed. Master Oba continued, oblivious of her true feelings. But the influence of the dark side is scattered throughout the galaxy, as are the tools it uses to spread. Ancient texts of Sith sorcery, amulets imbued with malevolent energy, tainted crystals that can corrupt the minds of the innocent. Sometimes these artifacts are discovered by accident, and they fall into the hands of unsuspecting victims. They become agents of the dark side, wreaking havoc across the galaxy, unless we get to them in time. We are trained in the handling of dark side artifacts. Some can be destroyed, but others are too powerful and must be safeguarded. How would something like that end up on a remote world like Dome? Lucia asked, still playing her part. Humans have been living on your world for at least 10,000 years. When the mining operations began several centuries ago, ancient burial mounds, crypts, and gravesites were often dug up, as were the remains of primitive villages abandoned long ago. On rare occasions, entire cities had even been discovered entombed millennia earlier in mudslides or ancient volcanic eruptions. Some of these early civilizations worshipped the Sith and followed the ways of the dark side. 
when the people disappeared, the artifacts of their faith were often left behind. How did you first hear about these artifacts? The princess suddenly asked, seizing on an idea. Nothing but a rumor. We heard word that a mining team had discovered a cache of items and was offering them for sale to off-world collectors. Based on the descriptions, we felt the items might have been Sith talismans, so I sent Med to investigate. If you heard about these items, then it's possible others could have heard about them as well. Med's killer might not have been an assassin sent to avenge my husband's death. It could have been someone interested in finding the talismans. I have considered that possibility, though I had hoped it was not so. So today's part starts off with Sarah and the Jedi Master going back and forth. He points out that she is strong in the Force. She states that she is too old to be a Padawan. He tells her that she should still be careful of the dark side. Sarah asks about the Sith artifacts. She says that's the real reason that Mel was on Dome. The Jedi says that is true. She states that someone looking for those artifacts might have killed me, and that's where the story came to an end. Join us tomorrow as we cover the next part of this story. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.